As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Let's repeat the non-conformist oath. I promise to be different. I promise to be different. I promise to be unique. I promise to be unique. I promise not to repeat things other people say. And welcome back to another positive blathering with Fitz. That's me, Fitz, and we're doing this from Rockbox Recording and Production Studio in the Basin. And it's episode number 41. My guest today, Mr. Josh Pies of C47 That's Films. Me. That's this guy. And um, quite possibly one of um, one of the most positive people that I've ever met in Rochester in the production community as well. And we're going to talk about movie making. We're going to talk about production, small business ownership, family, and uh, 10 or 11 other subjects we can squeeze into today. What do you think? I'm game. <laughs> What's the record? Do we have a record? We should try to beat the record. I don't know. Let's set the record, and the <sighs> next time you can come back and we can beat it. All right. I'm, about I'm that? in. I'm going to start the and timer. go. <laughs> All right. So now you're you're Rochester guy. Born and raised. Now you live in Orlando. Yes. And you come back to Rochester now Often. and again. No, not even now and again. I mean, I'm here... I don't know anywhere between three and six week cycles. You know, really? um, yeah, I'm, I'm here a lot. Uh, the people at Southwest Air actually recognize me. Um, I get hugs from Eric. Eric, if you're listening or watching this, <laughs> dude, Pastor Eric's awesome. Pastor Eric, who works at Southwest, he's a, he's a pastor and he's a flight attendant. Uh, or he, he, he works at the gate. Oh, he works at the gate. Yeah, yeah, sweetheart of a guy. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, frequent flyer mileage. Yeah, oh yeah, we won't talk about the like glad-handed little upgrades I occasionally get. It's pretty sweet. I I got on early once. <laughs> glad-handing yeah. with Josh Pies. That um, sounds awful, by the way. It does. We're not going to say that again. It sounds dirty. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> we're just going to stay away from the I know dirtiness. About that. So, um, so I I'm just going to go back to the f- the first moment I saw you. <laughs> um. It was my first introduction to the Rochester Movie Makers. It was a meeting. Okay. I want to say it was. Was that the one at the uh, at the library? That was the one at the library where you were talking about rental gear with. Um, yeah. That other guy. Uh, well, I back. I I had just parted ways working from uh, EFP. Yeah. Um, it was him. Great production company locally. Mm-hmm. Steve Delmani owns that, and um, and it was Mark. Um, was it Mark or is it, who's who's the other Del Monte? I don't know another Del Monte. Are there, aren't there brothers in that business? Oh, 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 yeah, Steve's brother, who I don't actually know. Um, oh, then it he, wasn't him. There, yeah, there must have been Steve. 
Yeah, no, Steve was there. Okay, yep. um, all right. Actually, I, I'll, I'll tell a little behind the scenes because it's about 10 years. Um, Steve was actually there to make sure that I didn't badmouth him. And the truth, and the reason why you bad mouth, he was afraid of it. I I wish he He must not have known. Yeah, I was going to say he must not have known you very well because you're not a bad mouth kind of guy. No, well, the thing is, I just left working for him. I had been there for a year. I feel like I did some good things, left some positive improvement there. Uh, But it was time for me to start my my own practice, and. and it was a little tense going out because I don't think they wanted me to go out. Mm. Um, but uh, but I th- I really think he was just afraid of what I would say because, of course, I was talking on the topic of, oh, my gosh, that's my wife calling. I was supposed to, you know. What, I, I, does, I, that say? I, <laughs> what did that say on your phone? It said my girl. And, oh. and then it was also her name next to it. Okay. All yes. Right. No, it wasn't I anything crazy. I saw a whole sentence. I'm like, what? going on there it's your wife and it's a yeah. sense all right no my girl my girl and and shannon pies that's it's, sweet i don't know how it ended up in there twice but cool um but anyhow <laughs> um i'll call her back I, I i'm on the air um so uh anyhow so yeah that was an interesting thing because i was talking about uh all my experiences in the rental world to try to share with movie makers an understanding of how to approach getting gear it's important you know which is still a valuable lesson to be learned sure and so you know i was there to talk about the basics the theory of you know what the heck is a grip truck what are you going to get on a grip truck Mm -hmm. why do you talk about a a one ton a three ton a five ton Mm -hmm. package um you know what is that going to get you and about you know day rates versus weekly rates and how do you calculate them and all that stuff and and just the industry standards because every business is going to be a little bit different um and then i i came with a cheat sheet of who to call in town and top of the list was efp because they're a great resource for a small grip truck and then mammoth was on there and gearhead was new back then and oh I, gearhead was around then just barely that was like just a new thing so huh. i listed gearhead and I, I think even eric mcmaster was still doing stuff i don't know if he still is but you know i had him on the list and then i had uh, new york city resources like scott levy down at eastern effects who is is the man if you want to get like the biggest cache of gear in the planet mm-hmm. i mean that's a legit new york city rental company yeah but he's got Rochester roots. You know, he worked for uh, Mammoth for a while. He's an Ithaca film grad and possibly also one of the nicest people I know. So it was cool to be like, hey, movie makers who aspire to make full movies. Yeah. When you want to do something that is outside of the gear ability of Rochester, we're a small market. We don't have all the movie tools. We have a ton of them. Uh, but if you need the big stuff. Here's a resource, yeah. and he's got a heart for Rochester. So I did the whole thing, and it was great. And, yeah. and uh, actually, I ended up making a number of friends, you being one of them. Yeah, and that that was great because um, that that lesson that I learned that day has paid me back ever since then. Oh, well, and, that's, and that learning, actually just made me happy. I didn't well, realize that. And, and the other thing is, and we were talking about this off mic earlier, is how... You know, there's there in filmmaking in certain circles. There's this. It's almost I don't know how to describe it. It's like this um, this ego or you know it's throwing throwing a word. Yeah, it's competitive. But but uh, what's the word? I can't think of the word. <laughs> is it kind of like negatively competitive though? Is that word? Well, I'm, what I'm trying what I'm trying to say is is. We were talking about using the tools that you have oh, to the best of their, yeah, to man. the best of your ability, and and snobbery is the word I was looking for, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. so so when you say, hey, I'm gonna go shoot this thing, 
and all I have is an iPhone and I have an, a 10-year-old HD camera. doesn't even shoot 1080p. Um, and you, you know, you go through the, the laundry list of, of what I have. I'm going to hodgepodge this little kit together, but the story's awesome and we know how to use these tools right? and we're going to make something really great. And other people will be like, <laughs> you're right. going to make it. And then, you know, you're well, going to shoot that on the phone. Yeah. No. And those other people, sadly for them are going to miss out on the opportunity to work their own skills, mm-hmm. tell a story. Um, learn from any opportunities. There are no fails, I don't believe, in life. There's all, only opportunities to learn. Um, so you don't. You, you got to try something. And yeah. the people who are like, well, I would only shoot that on this camera, and since I don't have access to it, screw the idea. Um, you know, <laughs> That's it's, a great attitude. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just one of those winner attitudes that is going to get you nothing. Um, in fact, that's a lot of the stuff I do online right now, I mean, you know, I... I do my darndest to make sure that people don't think I'm always going to shoot on a cell phone. Um, but, you know, you've got that professional video world where you do the professional things that are expected. But then I, I found that, and I, I guess I'll just jump into kind of where I've, what I've been doing recently because yeah, it's a yeah. nice segue. Um, it, it was saddening me that I was turning small businesses away. You know, there, there are some businesses where they have an idea and they want something done. But they can't afford you. Not even close. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the, the ones who are, you know, a three-man plumbing operation who just really wishes their social media game was on point. Yeah. And they've got 400 bucks and they want a video. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm not going to do anything for 400 bucks in video creation. I'm not going to do creative and go through the whole process and lose my shirt. Right. And that sucked because I kind of like these people. And not only kind, I usually like these people. Right. And I, whoever it is, I want to help them. So it was kind of the kick in my pants that I got to do something. But what is that? So I've been uh, kind of dual purposing my social media presence. Some of it has been I'll, I'll create content that is instructive for that crowd. Hey, you can do it. You own. And I, this is my phrase. You own the most por- powerful film tool on the planet. It's your cell phone. Right. It can shoot HD or higher. It can edit if you download a free app or, you know, a paid cool app if you want to go there. And it's got an Internet connection. And you can post it to YouTube, which is free, and you can do it all from the middle of the mall if you want to, anywhere on the planet as long as you've got basic reception and some light. So you don't have an excuse like, gee, I don't have a film tool. Mm -hmm. You've got one of the most amazing things ever. Louis C.K. does this great bit about how... um, he's frustrated when he's watching somebody go, (laughs) I can't get my email, it's taking so long. And he's like... That's got to go to a satellite in outer space (laughs) and come back down to you. Hundreds of miles of travel. Can you give it 12 seconds, please? (laughs) And, you know, he's right. We're such a weird society. He's like, well, if I can't have it completely digitally perfect, then I won't do anything. It's magic in your pocket. Have an idea and do something. That's another thing that you should never say again on this podcast. Well, <laughs> I, maybe not on this podcast, but uh, I'm a happily pocket. married man, so you never know if that might just come out of my mouth at some point. <laughs> um, no, but that's that's all so valuable, and and what you're doing. So you're you're basically helping people. You've turned you turn instead of turning the way turning them away and going. Well, you know, see you, pal. Yeah. Better luck next time. Call you know, go hang out next to Full Sail, and <laughs> right. and grab one of the Which kids coming out. I work down the street. Or I live down the street. Right, now. right, right. Yeah. Um, and you know, 
you actually say, well, look, you actually you have the tools yeah. to do it yourself. Now, you know, I mean, taking a little bit of license there because not everybody can do it. Um, I know th- I know some people that have a small business that they are just, you know, they could build you a house, but they can't send an email. Right. But. But they have they know there's somebody can. in their family that could do it. Well, right. You know, yes, you know yes, what I yes. mean? And all they have to do is look at your tips on that. What's the name of the vlog again? Uh, it's the Get Attention Vlog and Get Podcast. Attention. Yeah. So, and, and the idea in my mind, I mean, where that name came from, came from. Wow, that's perfect English. A guy He's a great writer. All day. He's a great I, writer, this guy. I've won awards for it, but then I fell apart. Um, <laughs> so, anyhow, um, yeah, I. Uh, I don't even know where I was going. I, I said the get attention vlog yeah, and why so, you named it that. Thank you. You know when you work a good ten plus hour day shooting and then you're like, I'm gonna hang out with my friend on a podcast. <laughs> the, the the flaws in your being come out. But no, get attention. You've got to get attention in life. Bottom mm-hmm. line, and you might not need a ton of attention, but you know even at its simplest. You want to get married someday. You've got to get the attention of your spouse. You know, you want to get a waiter to bring you your meal and they're not, it's not happening. You got to get attention. You know, I mean, it's, that's a simple thought, but we really, as humans do have to a degree master getting attention. And if we're, if you dare to be an entrepreneur, if you dare to operate a small business in any way or a big business, you have to hone those skills even more. Yeah. And and, you know, it's tough for small businesses. You're a small business owner. I, I've got mine and you've got finite resources. You know, time and money are both very finite in that world. And you've got to get scrappy on how you're going to go get attention. And I want to help the scrappy people. Scrappy do. Yeah. Scrappy dabby do. <laughs> you know, um, that that's. It's very inspiring because I think back of of when I when I first met you and you went out on your own. Now I'm just going to, I'm going to bottle you up into a little package here. All right. Hopefully it's not too tight. No, I don't like confined spaces. (laughs) Um, I think it's so cool that you, you went out on your own, you started your thing, right? And you just had faith that you could do it. And here you are operating in two cities. You're doing fan and, and, Elsewhere, yeah, I've, I've seen been in you've been all over the place over the last two years. You're doing you're doing fantastic projects. You're also doing this vlog to try to help people help themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you have a family. Yeah, and of you course have, I've got the infant have, Wolverine at home too. Oh, right, Wolverine, the new one. How old is Wolverine? Uh, what what day is today? Is today the twenty third? Yeah, I think it is. You're not going to so, do it in weeks, are you? Still? Well, no, no, but I am going to say that tomorrow is six months. Six months. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. It certainly does. I know because my son is 15 and not months. That's years. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Crazy. See, I see the gray. <laughs> that's why I keep my hair short. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I have, I have, you know, a handful of, I mean, I calling you a mentor to me would be a, maybe a little much, but it's, it's not too much because I, I have, I aspire to do what you're doing. Oh, well, I've, thank you. I have for years have aspired to do what you're doing, to say, you know, I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to make my own rules mm-hmm. and I'm going to do things my way. And it's slowly getting there. It's, yeah. it, you know, I, I took a lot. 
<laughs> I took a lot of backwards paths to get there. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, it, yeah. it it it's just kind of the way things have worked out. But um, in, to be a small business owner and to get to achieve what you've achieved is is really testament to your character and oh, and I to your that. to your talent because I know a lot of people that that have tried and they have not succeeded and it and it wasn't because they didn't have the talent but I think it was because they might not have had that x factor that you have and I wonder yeah. what that is I, I what don't do you know, think that is yeah I was going to say I don't know that I could define the x factor and actually know for certain that I'm I'm giving you the truth, but I can, I will surmise my best guess, which is the uh, yeah. best humble answer that you could give at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, and well, and I appreciate your perception of, of where I'm at and I don't think it's, it's necessarily wrong, but I definitely haven't arrived either. I, I'm on a journey like everybody is and I love the journey. Um, but yeah, I mean the X factor, some of it is just, stupid hustle man i mean i i for many years worked you know 80 hour weeks yeah and um that is just what a lot of small business owners have to do to make it happen um you know when my wife goes to bed you know and the kids are asleep i'm still up from 9 nine thirty at night when i'm kind of going back to work till one or two in the morning and then the kids yeah. are up around 7 a.m to go to school i get sometimes it's hard to pull myself out of bed and my wife will attest to the fact that I don't always make it out of bed and in a timely fashion. Um, <laughs> but you know, I make sure that I, on 95% of the days I'm, you know, bleary eyed and coffee in hand, seeing them out the door. Yeah. And as Shannon runs them out to school, I'm, you know, power showering to wake my butt up. And then I'm doing the grind from nine to probably five thirty before we go right back into the family mode and repeat. So, you know, I, I'm doing that at least five days a week. You know, a lot of family demands right now with, you know, little ones. So the weekends I'm trying to be dad. But even on the weekend nights, once everybody's asleep, I'm back at it. So yeah. I'm getting another whole work day in between Saturday and Sunday. It's just dark out. And <laughs> I've lived that way, honestly, almost my entire adult life. Um and and some of it I'm wired for. Um, you know, my first business I opened at four years old, and it was cash positive. You know, um, yeah, it was a small manufacturing thing. I was I was making you know profit about twelve hundred dollars a year at four. Four years old. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it was key racks. Uh, my my mom kept losing her keys. I was like, well, I saw at my friend's house that the family hangs their keys by the garage door. You know, the door that goes out into the garage. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, well, I, I can make those. So my grandpa and I went to a hardware store. I think back then it was Chase Pickin yeah. uh, for the locals. And uh, we bought wooden dowels and did some measurement. And he got a drill press and all the stuff. And he was already a woodworker. And uh, I had to hand stain everything. I had to varnish it. I had to learn how to do all this stuff. And uh, four years old, I was I was turning out product, man. And, and I had two for deals, too. I mean, one of them was like three bucks, but two of them was 450 that's a massive discount <laughs> yeah wow. and uh and i would door-to-door -door sell that man and uh you could even choose the 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 yarn that you would hung it hang it from the yarn i had colors i had options look at see um, see and yeah I, I was cash positive and the thing is my grandfather was a great mentor and not just as a grandfather but as a uh, as a business person i had to buy my materials he invested and then i had to pay him back 
and he, he actually walked me through the entrepreneurship basics at four years old. So when I say I was cash positive, there were no gimmies. And <laughs> so, you know, that, that was a real thing. And then by eight years old, I opened a different manufacturing concern where I could make my own stuff. I was selling, um, uh, handmade melted plastic Christmas ornaments and every one of them was unique and custom. And I was cash, cash positive with that. And, uh, you know, I've just kind of had a history of doing little things like that. Um, and I, you know what I, you probably don't know this, but I had a massive business failure at about 25. And so, um, you know, it's not always rosy and I had to bounce back from that. Do you want to go into I, I can, any I can. detail yeah, about no, that? No, absolutely. So, um, yeah. I mean, you don't have to go into real detail. No, there's there's some gritty details that I'll probably keep off the air because I like saying positive. And actually, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll say now. I'm looking for the bounce back part, yeah, not yeah, so no, much well, the fall. Well, let me give you a little bit of the fall so you can sure. be impressed by the bounce back. Because um, <laughs> There you go. Exactly. Yeah, um, <laughs> so basically what happened was I was getting my MBA and my car broke down. You know, so what do we, what do you do? You go find another car, but I was broke, but I had good credit. I don't really know why. Um, but I was young. I usually have no, no credit. But anyhow, I was like, well, I'm going to make this work for me. So I actually ended up buying a pickup truck that already had a plow on it, financed it. And I was just going to grab driveways and do my homework in the car. Uh, well, in the truck. And the idea uh, is sound, but continue. Yeah. Well, the idea is sound. Um, well, through good business practices, if you fast forward a couple of years, that business ended up having, um, you know, more than seven figure value. Um, so, I mean, if you want to look on paper and do voodoo math, I was kind of technically a millionaire in my mid twenties and, uh, you know, my bank account wasn't at that high and I definitely had a lot of, uh, leverage, a lot of debt that was, you know, let's call it strategic and structured, you know, mm -hmm. um, but through some weird happenstances that I won't get into on the air, um, <laughs> we crashed and burned pretty hard and I lost everything full bankruptcy. Oh wow. Yeah. And so I went from being able to pretty much buy whatever I want, vacation, whatever I want when I had time. I mean, it was always, I was on the go all the time. Um, uh, you know, I, uh, I went down to not only not having anything, but also not having any identity when you, when you're the guy with the big business and you got the cash flow, you start mingling your personal perspective. At least I did. I started mingling my, you know, who am I? I'm Josh Pye's owner of business. And when you're no longer owner of business, who is Josh Pye's? Mm. I didn't know I had an identity crisis at that point, but um, but I, I really actually kind of did. I mean, I was being written up in national magazines for, for the good business practices we were doing and the rapid growth that we had. Um, and, and I'll say that there was some like nasty stuff where I had a manager who was just fleecing us and I didn't catch it cause it was kind of a family ish type thing. And, uh, and that loss of cash is actually what killed the company. So I'd like to say that it's not like I was running a bad business or, right. you know, it's it not like the economy bad, like had you a, said, it was just it bad. Was, it was bad luck of bad thing. that just, you yeah. know, I, I didn't catch somebody acting out. And they acted out bad enough to crash a business. Wow. Um, so anyhow, you know, that's, you know, mid 2000s. And um, what, you know, t a couple of things ended up happening. One, you mentioned, you know, that you aspire to do the Josh thing to a certain degree, for lack of a better description. And 
I know you're on the air, which I, you know, I every time I'm in Rochester, I'm listening to Fickle because I'm listening to my friend. And you do a great job on the air. And I'm actually, I, I love talking to you. You're suited for this. I love this. Thank you. Um, and I love that you've got this company that you're building and you're investing in yourself. Because I, I remember when I lost everything, I had a choice to make. I could, you know, wallow in it. I could start another business because I'm the business owner and I've got to be the business owner. Mm -hmm. I could have that ego or I could go make money for my family and make it work. Right. And the very first thing I did was I don't have any medical anymore. So I went and I was working the paint desk at Home Depot in Henrietta. And that's really weird when you just finished your MBA and you're kind of the poster child for being a business owner and the professors are buying paint from you at Home Depot. How humbling. I was also a bouncer at Taylor's. Yeah, like, you want, want to talk about hurting the brain. I was a bouncer at Taylor's. Um, That's the funniest thing I've heard all week. I know, I know, I know. Not that not that I don't think you could be a bouncer, but just at Taylor's. At Taylor's. Did you bounce a lot of 75-year-old dudes out there? Um. Yeah, dude, I... I I saw stuff. I'm sure you did. Yeah, you yeah. got that thousand yard Taylor stare. <laughs> All right. The flashbacks aren't pretty. It's not pretty. <laughs> um, but, you know, I had to find money and yeah. I couldn't let grass grow under my feet. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, we had a baby. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I, I had to move. Yeah. And 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 you do what you got to do for your family because that's first. And, you know, I've known you long enough now to know some of the things that you've done in even the film industry where, you know, you take the job that you don't want to take, but it's going to it's going to pay the bills. It's mind numbing, but it's going to pay the bills. Yeah. You know, and but in, on the bright side, at least it's in the film world and you're not digging a ditch, you know, but you've done the things that the dad has to do to be the proper you know, husband and father that you intend to be and you're a good one. And that's I commend you for Thank doing you. that. And that's what I had to do. And in the process of, you know, in that time of my life, um, one of my best friends, Dave, uh, and I tell this story and I, I think it's morphed over time, but it's as close to the truth as as I recall. He calls me, he goes, dude, I'm about to lose my job. I'm like, uh, you just got that job. And he's like, yeah, but I I did something. And so his job, he was the church media director at uh, Faith Temple Church in, in uh, the Elmwood Avenue area. And um, they had a TV show that nobody was watching. And he read the stats and was like, oh, my gosh, I got to pull this from the air. This show's been tanking for years, but nobody noticed. So a very responsible thing. He was pulling it from the air, but he kind of slayed the sacred cow. And um, so he was going to lose his job. And uh, so he took it one step further and took all the cameras home and really – 
kind of stake in the sand. I'm really taking it off the air. And it only got worse, not better. Oh. And um, I assume and, they were his cameras. No, no, no. They were Church's cameras, but oh. he was the media director and everybody knew where they were. But it was just kind of like, I'm not going to let you do what you're oh. going to do to make a point. Yeah. So it, was, it wasn't thievery. It was right. just kind of strategy and yeah. chess and weird chess. And the church world's always interesting. You know, I mean, <laughs> you, you don't want to peel back the, per- the curtain on the church world. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, the uh, the ultimate was for him that he was like, I got to put a show on that's better. And and it sounds like there was like this war in the background. I don't want to make Faith Temple out to be anything other than the wonderful, beautiful people that I grew up with, because that's exactly who they are. Um, and they give back to the community in ways that most people aren't even aware of. So uh, good people, good church. Uh, but it was kind of a, it was more comic in the background than anything. Um but still, he had to put a show on the air. And so he decided he was going to do a, a sketch comedy show a la Saturday Night Live, but it was at least going to be clean, and at least one sketch was going to have a scriptural backing to be a Christian show. Um, but he needed help. So he reached out to me, and he's like, I need actors. I need writers. I'm in over my head. Now, were you doing this at this point? Nada. Really? Nada. Because you're a, you're a business guy. You're a business major. Well, well, I've got a pile of degrees, but the, none of which a lend. A pile of degrees. I do. I've got four. Tell um, me. Tell me about them. What do you uh, got? Business, economics, philosophy, all undergraduates, and I have my MBA in technology entrepreneurship. See? Yeah. That all makes sense now. You're a smart guy. I have an AS in broadcasting. Okay. It's just missing the uh, the second S. <laughs> Continue on. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Just in honor of broadcasting, they really should add the S. <laughs> they really should. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, actually it was kind of funny because he called really to ask if my wife would be on the show. We had just gotten married. And uh, I was like, Shannon being awesome as she is, she's like, well, I want to spend time with Josh. Can he do something too? <laughs> so he wasn't really asking me. He was just kind of buttering me up to get me to convince Shannon to be an actress right, on the right, show. Right. And uh, <laughs> so he's like, oh, yeah, dude, I love hanging out with you. You know I love hanging out with you. Come on. So I was just kind of like along for the ride. Um, and then, you know, fast forward a couple of episodes. Now I'm I'm writing, I'm producing, I'm directing, I'm acting. You know, it's, it's all volunteer stuff. We're all just thrown in. <laughs> I mean, occasionally church would buy us pizza and stuff, but it was it was a church thing. You know, nobody's getting paid. And, uh, you know, we we as a group, it was like a club. Um, first couple episodes were embarrassing. Now that I look back at it, they're they're funny for the wrong reasons. Um, <laughs> but now, you know, uh, you know, like a year later, we're on in over a thousand markets around the world. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it just happened to be Dave's a great networker. You know, he makes friends with people very easily and he managed to make friends with people who genuinely had an interest in the show. And so it grew from local to local in Buffalo. Then in Buffalo, somebody who was in charge of 13 stations that were kind of a regional Christian group saw it and they said, can we pick it up? They did. So now we're on 15. Then somebody from Trinity Broadcasting Network, TBN, yeah. sees, you know, they're, they're probably watching the regionals, I assume, and uh, sees the show and they go, can we pick it up? What we nobody realized is they had white labels. And so they had this thing called JCTV, which is marketed towards teens and young adults. And it was all over the world. And so we... And, and in similar time frame, we ended up on a satellite network called Sky Angel, which is broadcast into the remote depths of the world, Kenya, Japan, Australia, 
Um, so we were on in, uh, I believe the final total, the peak was 1,007 markets every week when we were at our peak. Wow. And uh, that was my first success in film and television, completely unpaid. And, uh, and, and when we were starting to have that success is when my business was crashing. And uh, so, you know, my wife was, you know, she has a lot of faith in me, thank God. Um, I actually thought I was going to go be a cop. I was looking for stability for her. And, you know, of course. I did the same thing. Did you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I took the civil service exam. I was going to be a, I was, I uh, applied for the, the civil bureau for the Monroe yep. County Sheriff. I, I Which is laughable because I would not make a, a good. I think I, I police officer. I don't know if I would have made a good street cop, but I, you know, like puzzles, the idea of being the a detective. detective yeah. I, I, I think from the, you know, playing Clue, I'm pretty freaking awesome at Clue. Um, but I don't think being a detective and Clue are the same thing now that detective I'm Detective Pies, what do you think? Yes, it was in the library with the candlestick. Colonel Mustard! Yes, that, precisely. Yes. And I, that was going to be my answer to everything. Exactly. Um, which would have exactly. gotten me fired. So, um, but Shannon actually Sir, this was, is an embezzlement case. <laughs> he embezzled a lot of candlesticks. You know what's really weird is I was just about to spurt out he embezzled a lot of candlesticks. So I mean, I, we're brothers from two different mothers. Um, but yeah, so she was having nightmares that I was going to get like shot on the street or something, and and I had it's to a respect. dangerous job. It is, it, it's and it's job. it's a dangerous job. I'm grateful for those guys, and yep. and I didn't join their ranks. Um, and and she kept telling me she goes, you know, you love this so much. Can you do that? I said, nobody makes money in that. And she's like, no, I, somebody does. Look at Hollywood. Yeah, like, Somebody's got to do right, it. Right, right. And I said, well, we live in Rochester. And so then what I did was I actually, <laughs> I printed out 150 resumes and 150 DVDs with episodes of 360 TV on it. And I got a map of Rochester and I looked on Production Hub and on, was it Ad Hub or something like that? And uh, found 150 businesses that were something media related everything from partners in napier to channel 10 and i mapped them out and i drove to those neighborhoods and then walked to every one of them and demanded to see a decision maker and handed them a paper and a dvd demanded to see a decision maker how did that work out for you um i would say out of 150 i saw maybe 10 decision makers yeah, yeah. and uh, zero Still callbacks um, from from the ones where I just blindly handed them in because I was not leaving without at least handing something. Sure. Um, but actually, my first glimmer of hope was Fred Armstrong. I showed up at Animatus, and everybody loves Fred. Fred, you know, now that I know him so well, I mean, he was he he was kind of the voice of reason mm -hmm. on two fronts. It was this can be a thankless grind, so get ready because the industry can eat people up, and if you've got a passion for it. And I see some cre real creativity here. You owe it to yourself to try. And then he ended it with, I don't have a job for you, but I have time for you. Wow. Yeah. That, and, that is. Yeah. What? Yeah. And that gave Man. me the hope. That gave me the hope. And I kept pushing. And then um, uh, Bill Moran uh, from the radio. Yeah. Um, there was one day where I thought, well, maybe maybe I should be on the air. Maybe I should be like a Fitz. Um, we, we didn't know each other yet. But, um, so I called CMF, and when he, he was on CMF at the time, I called him and uh, and I asked 
after one of the Wii's episodes, I figured he had to at least still be there. Um, oh, you know what? I'm going to do something really unpodcasty. I'm getting FaceTime from my kids. Hold on. <laughs> so I am on the air right now, Bella. Do you see this microphone? I you see it? Hey. So can I show you my friend, Scott? Sure. Hi, Bella. Hi, Scott. How are you? Good. So we we're literally doing a podcast right now and I'm telling stories and I've brought my whole family up already, but I figured I would also answer this call. I'm sorry. It was on a chair and I couldn't hear it vibrating because these big earmuffs are on. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, mom's up getting low right now and uh, I got this out. Oh, okay. Did you, did you finish reading Charlotte's Web yet? It's a great book. Some pig, okay. some. Oh, he knows the book. Did you hear that? <laughs> did you? Did he just said some pig? Zimmerman's fantastic Zimmerman's. pig. Wow, this man <laughs> is a literary genius. <laughs> it's from the cartoon, not the book, but that's okay. But hey, hey, Bella. So I definitely have to get back to this because I don't want to hijack his entire evening. So why don't you? <laughs> All right, I, I'll call you guys when I'm done. Bye. Bye, baby. <laughs> I just try not to ignore my family, especially when there's like two calls. No, of course not. Yeah, of course not. That's the beauty of uh, of podcasting. I'll just cut the majority of that out and keep all the sweet stuff. Cool. I mean, it was all sweet. I have yeah. to be honest with you. That was it, and and it was pretty cool because you you it, it was it was proof positive. <laughs> it was proof positive. What do I always talk to you about? Positivity. Looking on the bright side of things, you know. Yeah, and you know, I actually want to segue into that a little bit, but I don't want to leave the story hanging. Do you remember where we were in that? <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I think I was going to be a cop. Um, yeah. So, I mean, bottom line. Is, oh, and then the, oh, it I, got I, picked resumes. Up and... Well, I, I oh, was yeah, putting yeah, the resumes yeah, yeah. out. That's right. That's so, right. Fred, and then I called Bill Moran, and then um, so I called Bill, and he took my call, which was already gracious because when you're on the air, you got to take him to a degree. Mm -hmm. But uh, after hours. Who knows how each personality treats their mm -hmm. personal life. But um, I told him just point blank, look, you know, kind of my life fell apart-ish. I'm starting to get passionate about entertainment in general. And I don't know, maybe I want to go on the radio. And I said, I just, how's life on the radio? Are there jobs in radio? Can you just tell me about it? And he more or less did the Fred Armstrong thing. And by the time we were done... He was just pretty much like, you know, I'm in your corner. I don't even know you, but I'm in your corner. And if you need anything, I expect a phone call. I was like, holy cow. Two people, total sweethearts, don't know me from Adam, saw a glimmer of something. And I mean, you like I said, I lost my confidence from losing the business. I'm a guy with four college degrees, and I grew up in a world, and you did too, where there was this assumption that you get the college degree and then everything's magic from there. Mm-hmm. And it's a complete falsehood, but that really was the kind of the, the drug I was dealt as a kid, and I think a lot of us were. Um, and when your world doesn't go that way, you're like, oh, shoot, now what's my perspective on the world? And, yeah. and I found very giving people who were ready to answer at least a call for intellectual support and, and emotional support as I was starting a new journey. And that just gave me energy. And uh, and then eventually I walked into EFP, you know, to circle back to that. And they just at that point had let go their director of marketing and one of the who was also a hybrid person because they were handling some producing. And I walked right into the role. 
And what year was that? Oh, man, 2007. Oh, okay. Or maybe, no, it actually might have been 2008. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's very interesting. I um, I interviewed at EFP in 2001. Wow. Yeah, they've been around a long time. They're a staple yeah. in, in our area. The first time I moved to Rochester. The That's first right. of yeah. many times. Yeah, you've been back and forth a little bit. Yeah, but 2007 was when I moved back permanently. Okay. And I got I moved back with uh, the job at J Advertising, mm-hmm. and in 2008 was when I got laid off. Right. And went into freelancehood, quote unquote. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's big ad agencies are interesting to me, and especially during that time frame with the economic shifts that were happening and a, a lot of. Yeah. The ad it was the G- it was the GM account that yeah. I was on in GM. Yep. So if you think about it, around the same time we were both hitting some bottoms, hitting some bottoms. Yeah, yeah. And, and I we don't both, we don't mean in the locker room talk time. No, no. Yeah, boy, we've managed to have some entendres tonight. <laughs> it's like doubles, triples, take them all. Hey, um, this is Venus flytrap, and this is double entendre. Well, it's guess- late night with Fitz and Venus. Now you're going to do the tur- the whole turkey drop thing, right? Oh, best episode on the planet. I watch it every Thanksgiving. One last question. Okay. Because we're way over time. But I don't it's care. Been, it's been a fun, it's been a fun conversation, so I don't care either. But um, <clears throat> I have other work to do. Uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but you need to get some sleep. You've been shooting all day. Yeah, this is true. Um, what would you say to someone? What what, what advice would you give someone who's a, a youngin, just just uh, on their way up, to try to get into the voodoo that you do? Okay, so it, you we're talking production in production world, like, and I don't and I don't mean generalized advice, like you know, what would you say that that someone coming into the business right now? just out of school, would have a leg up on everyone else if they mm. knew this, this one thing. And wow, it's tough. That's, that's tough. that is a tough one, but it's, I like it. It's tough to, to um, do, but there's there's got to be, at least from your perspective, yeah, that yeah, one yeah. thing. Give me a second on that one. You can edit out all of the dead air. Um, Let's see, do I have any uh, any music for that? <laughs> oh, you have hot buttons. I love it. <laughs> do you have the Jeopardy theme song? I, I have this. Right and I'm guessing you're probably pretty dumb too, which is why you're here listening to me talk. <laughs> and wow. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. That's great. Um, so, okay, so the leg up thing. Um, hmm. I really stumped him on this one. I think you did stump me. It's a t- I, it's that's a, that's I don't think I can answer them. For me, I would have to say, um, if I were to ask myself that question, I would say, be a good writer. Oh, no he, story. Yeah, you know, it's funny, too, because actually that's a term that you know everybody's like, branding and story are these buzzwords that I don't think... It's like uh, in The Princess Bride, you know, you keep using that phrase. I don't think you know what it means. Um, You know, and and really, I feel like there's a ton of people who don't actually know what it means to tell a story. Um, You know, writing is art and science. And, you know, I'm a very competent writer for um, business purposes. Uh, You know, the B2B space really embraces me. but uh, in doing that, I'm using proper format. I'm 
I'm telling a story that is more than beginning, middle, and end. There's actually structure that I'm employing. Actually, you know what? You know, if kids, students, newbies knew how to freaking outline, that would change their lives. And and let, let me tell you a micro story that hopefully it doesn't turn into a macro. When I got my degree in philosophy, we were... Um, the, the rigors of writing for philosophy are actually a little bit painful. And we used to do these things called exegesis or exegeses if there's more than one of them. And basically, there would t- you would take one thought from a text. So we're reading Plato's Theotetus or The Republic. And let's go with The Republic. Most people know that one. And, you, you know, the allegory of the cave. We wouldn't even talk about the allegory of the cave. We'd take one phrase, one idea from the center of that story and have to write one, maybe two, maybe three pages with a lot of evidence, a lot of detail. You were not allowed to have your own original ideas. It was supporting an, a way of interpreting somebody else's thought. And it could take days and weeks to write these things. Wow, that is painful. And you would have <clears throat> to submit an outline before you were allowed to start writing. Yeah. And the teacher had to pr- approve your outline before you could actually start formulating paragraphs and frequently you were encouraged to outline the paragraphs before you were allowed to write sentences i mean it was detailed wow and i it was it was writing boot camp um if you want to become a screenwriter don't go to school for free, uh, screenwriting go <laughs> to school for philosophy huh. um because the, the rigors of writing are are such yeah. that you are literally in the marines of writing wow um but so I learned how to outline like a freaking boss and every project that I have ever done, including comedy writing, you know, you know, figuring out how to do is set up a joke. I mean, you're, you're not going to write the joke and get the nuances down before you get the essence of the joke. And the essence of the joke might be that, you know, it's set up. Um, distraction set up payoff you know you might actually put almost like a iambic pentameter you know poetry thing going on Woo! you know and oh my you know, goodness you know a b a c structure or something like that where you you need to actually be able to distill down your ideas yeah into a structure because it really any story has to have plot points that are almost like creating an argument you're building a thread and um, great book, um, Save the Cat. Mm. By, I forget the guy's name. Blake Snyder. Blake, Blake Snyder, right. Yeah, yeah. So I love that book for its simplicity because it talks about having 15 beats to a script, yeah. a commercially viable script. Yep. You know, And we're not talking art house. We're talking about making your money back then some in, in the theater because it's pop culture. And you've got your peaks and your valleys to it. And it does follow the traditional high school understanding of there's a beginning, middle and end rising action, falling action. You can think of it that way, but there's that up and down on that line that are the 15 peaks and valleys that are the beats. And, you know, understanding that is helpful, but understanding that that actually distills down to what is analogous to an outline. And you can write that down in a linear fashion on a couple pages of paper and plot out the entire plot of your script. You can do it for a short film. You can do it for a feature. You can do it for a TV commercial. You can do it for a corporate spot. Every corporate spot has to have that. And if you're not doing it, you don't know what you're doing. Hmm. 
bottom line. So if you're right. Writing, I'm going to stick with you on this one. Writing is probably because it's also it's not a camera. You know, everybody, I and mean, we were ta- we were joking about this before. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, you didn't use the five D Mark IV on that? How dare you use a two? You slacker! You jerk! You joke! Like, get over yourself! Yeah. You know, shoot it on your cell phone and write a good script. I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not really the tools; it's the quality of the 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 person. And uh, you know, if you have control over story in in your world, then own it, write it. I like that. And on that note, my friends, this is Rico. It's from and this is Venus Flytrap. <laughs> yeah, can, can we can turn off the music for a second? Yeah, I, I'm not ending your show yet. I'm not. I'm not allowing this to happen. We brought up WKRP in Cincinnati, and we didn't test your knowledge. Do you know the song? This is bonus material. People are going to have to get this later. Baby, if you ever wonder, wonder whatever became of me. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati, Cincinnati WKRP. I got tired of packing and unpacking, round and round, up and down that dial. Baby, you and me were never meant to be, but baby... Think of me once in a while. I'm at WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, we did that. Now the show's done. (laughs) Josh Pies, ladies and gentlemen, C47 Films. This is not alcohol. What you want? (laughs) I can attest to that. That's Rockbox Coffee. What's your website? C47films.com? Uh, yeah, that's one of them. And getattention.work. That's another one. Dot work? All right. Get to work. I'm so glad that you were in town and you could stop by. Me Thank too, you so dude. much. Thank you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.